When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to In My Heart, a podcast truly about all the things in my heart and finding our freedoms. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. My next guest, Noelle Asmar, is one of Canada's top 20 female entrepreneurs. She's a Canadian designer with an innate curiosity for the way people live, whose passion for cultural diversity and languages drew her overseas at a young age to pursue a career in international management and marketing. While there, Noelle immersed herself in communities rich in history, masterly in fashion, surrounded in art, and transcendent in the depths of culinary flavors. Ultimately, it was the accrual of these experiences that led her to find her own form of expression through design and the forethought of seeing a hole and filling it. For Noelle, it is a commitment to a purpose-driven lifestyle that is authentic, empowering, and dares to be different. And she's in my heart. Welcome, Noelle. Oh, nice to be with you, Heather. So nice to be with you. So excited to have you. So let's start right out the top because... I want to talk about being a successful entrepreneur. I mean, you know, I think it's one of the things that drew us together when we first met. It was like, wow, I groove what you do. Like, wow, I groove what you do and what you stand for. So I want to talk about what a successful entrepreneur you are and how you saw the hole and filled it and how you were able to grow your business and reach out and branch out. So, so take it away for me from the top. Sure. Sure. Well, Heather, I think just even the name of your podcast, you know, what is in your heart means that you're, you, you're listening to your heart yes. to start with. And so, you know, I'm not a trained designer. I didn't go to, to, to design school, yep. but you know, I'm a lover of life. And if you pay enough attention, you can see the, the potholes out there that aren't being filled and the, just yes. the little nuances of, uh, friction that maybe you could do something to remove that friction. And I, and I, I use that terminology because opportunity is always around us. We're, we're surrounded in opportunity. We're surrounded in little challenges that could be filled. If you took a chance, you know, I grew up in Vancouver in British Columbia, Canada, uh, to parents. My father was actually an immigrant and my mom was a healthcare professional so very interesting, you know, influences in my life, having traveled a lot as a child, saw very unique, different cultures, you know, from the Middle East to Italy, a lot of time in Italy and different areas of Europe and, and Asia. I think when your lens sort of evolves and you see how different people from different walks of life in different cultures operate, yes. you realize there's more than one answer to a problem. And that's the fun part. 
And if you're creative, as you know, Heather, you're so creative. Like everything you've done has been, has, has had a creative touch. Like it's not been just the numbers, certainly not for me. It's right. never just been about the number. I no, don't know. It has to touch the heart. The number. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, it, yeah. it can't be a full plate if it's only, you know, got one thing on it. Right. So mm. you have to be reaching all kinds of uh, people and, and, and needs, and, yes. you know, and so I want to talk because I think when people know the name Noel Asmar, they may not necessarily know the early beginnings and the, and mm-hmm. the, and the hole that you found. And it was really uh, where you decided you saw that from the hospitality industry, you saw firsthand that there was an opportunity, not just for mm-hmm. numbers, but to empower the players in that business, right? Just by mm-hmm. nature of what they were wearing. Oh, you know, I always had a soft spot for people behind the scenes. You know, the people in the front always got the glory. They always usually maybe even got the best outfits, et cetera. But the housekeepers, mm-hmm. you know, when you just take a step back and you look at the people that are doing the, the tough work, it started there for, for me when I was working in hotels, doing an opening uh, overseas, um, you know, there were overlooked apartments. And as soon as you outfitted them, I mean, their esprit would come out, you know, that's that, that the woman would smile. They felt good about themselves and often in areas where they came from homes that maybe they could never have afforded a new new piece of garment ever in their life. Right. So yeah, not underestimating the power of a uniform for sure, because where do you spend eight, 10 hours of your day every day is at work. Exactly. And I really felt inspired by that, not only from the human side, but brands just at that time weren't taking advantage of the overall aesthetic and how to empower their own brand. So empowering brands, empowering people, it jazzes me up. Yeah. See, I mean, I think like, I mean, when you think about the uniform for a service worker, you know, for the listeners, they, you know, it's like, you know, black, black pants, white shirt, you know what I mean? Come in. It wasn't really, I mean, until Noel, I mean, like say like you hooked into a market that said the, you know, the people that are working in the spa industry don't have to wear doctor scrubs that are too big for them and don't fit or whatever. And quite frankly, doctors and nurses also should have an opportunity to have something that they feel good in and empowered in when they're in their job, if that what they're wearing doesn't empower them. So talking about purposeful and passionate, Mm. you took something that you saw that there was a void for it and you made a huge business out of it. And you fulfilled and empowered people by paying attention to them, especially the people that weren't paid attention to, like you said, those behind Mm. the scenes, how did you enter the world of creating that business? So you saw the need, but then tell just for the listeners, because a lot of entrepreneurs out there. Sure. Take those first couple steps. Once you knew that you had a, had a void to fill. Okay. I sound like the typical entrepreneur, Heather, because, you know, I had another job. I was working in Switzerland for a hotel marketing firm. And on the side, I started doing a little bit of design and I'd started spauniforms.com in 2002. So it will be 20 years this year. Amazing. Um, Here was the challenge. I loved, I lived, grew up in the world of hotels, Mm -hmm. obviously spent a lot of time in spas and realized how undervalued that industry was, how disrespected even the industry was and it starts with like uh, helping people show up demanding some level of respect and unfortunately or fortunately some of it comes in just how we dress and show up for work or how how we show up in life every day Mm -hmm. so once I had done one style in three colors you know for the entrepreneurs that might be listening in on this it's 
just get started. I always say that, you know, we always think we need the perfect business plan, figure out the entire, you know, ABCs of how you want to go to market, how are you going to produce, et cetera. Sometimes you just need to test. So I got to test the market. It responded quickly. You know, we had our first big hotel resort in Las Vegas take on the brand and we started, you know, uniforming and growing the collection from spa uniforms to, you know, fitness, even medical, um, all these areas. So we knew we were doing something right. And we go from where the challenges as an entrepreneur are is, is building a team. Isn't it, Heather? It's like, you know, you can do so much on your own, you identify it and then the challenge for us entrepreneurs or for myself was getting clear on what I was good at and what I wasn't good at. And <laughs> yep. and finding those players to fill the void for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And this is my white space. Come and fill it for me. Right? Yeah. And, and unfortunately, or fortunately, you really just don't have anybody next to you that's telling you, well, you know, it's time to do this, time to do that. Right. Again, gut, go with your gut. In the yes. beginning, just go with your gut feeling on certain things. And yeah. Um, don't be afraid to even oversell yourself in the beginning. Like, right. like you have to promote yeah. yourself. You have to promote yourself and talk big and talk, you know, kind of fake yeah. it till you make it sort of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because you have a vision and you have a dream and that is no less important than the reality. You know what I mean? It's so like true. so important to so hold true. on to that vision, that dream and talk it up and be big about it. Of course, if you, you know, have an idea that you might want to patent, you might want to be a little popular, find your, yeah. find your confidants, find the people or talk to yourself in the shop. Like I'm going to do today. I'm going to get it today. I'm going to, I'm going to start sewing that uniform today, or I'm going to yeah. try to test different things, or I'm going to, you know, get on my, my website and I'm going to start to create content. You're a hundred percent right. And you do sound like a lot of other entrepreneurs, but the reason why we all say it, just get started is because it's the truth. Right. Right. It's and- really the truth. Do you find like in your own, but the, in your own experience, that onset of your new idea, mm-hmm. you're super scrappy, right? Like we are super scrappy in that beginning part of entrepreneur. The key is not to lose that. Right. The key is not to lose that. And as you grow your business and you're, you know, you've got bigger teams and other people influencing the way we're thinking that we need to continue growing our businesses. Sometimes yeah. we listen too much. Sometimes we lose in touch with, yes. you know, what our vision is for our business. Right. I love that you tell people to stay scrappy. I think that people forget that. And I have forgotten it sometimes and I've had to bring myself back. You know, there's no job too small, too tall, that kind of thing. Empty garbage pails. It's not about that. It's about staying scrappy in your desire and your vision Mm -hmm. and staying true as an entrepreneur to that startup energy. It's magic. It's magic. So as she's growing this, this business and she's getting her first orders and that's successful, she's an avid horseback rider. So I know this about you and I want you to be an avid rider your whole life. And so you created another business. So you were like, okay, I'm, I'm moving here. I'm, this is good. And so you had a passion for something that you also saw was a white space. And that was how people who were riding horseback felt and what they had uh, in terms of options for them to wear. Yeah. And it was a very limited option. So you took another white space and you took a, a purposeful passion and right. you wanted to make functional, beautiful clothes 
for the equestrian market, right? I mean, I'm putting words in your mouth, but you take it away. I want to talk a little bit about this, 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 this business that you built on top of it, because to me, it's just incredible. And then there's more to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks, Heather. I, I would say in, it's like the beginning of uniforms journey, same thing, getting into a space Well, we, my husband and I built a home and we built our barn loved horses all my life, never rode competitively, but always, always been riding, even when I lived overseas. So when we built our barn, having horses at home is very different than, than boarding your horses, having your horses elsewhere. You, you are 24 seven at the back of call of your animals. And uh, I live in Vancouver and it rains a lot. So (laughs) I just was shocked when I, you know, first thing you do, okay, we're ladies, we're getting horses. I'm going to go shopping and I'm going to find my wardrobe. And it's just part of the whole of world, all experience until I was like, dun, dun, dun. Mm -hmm. Oh my, mm-hmm. I don't want to wear that 40 pound oil slick outbacker big coat out in the rain. That's just not going to happen. So I'd already had factories working on our own production. So I was able to start some things for myself. It's again, super organic. I started designing my own pieces, get out on, you know, out where everybody else is riding and get requests. Hey, where did you find that jacket? So again, just try. This is what I say, like just test something. So I designed what's today known as the all weather rider. And it's a jacket that it's so beautiful. Do you have one, Heather? I do not have one, but oh, I, I have love to send the you jacket. One. I have to send you it's one. Beautiful. And it's functional. Yes. Super fun. It's all yeah. about function. Yeah. It's about, it's about the function, the hidden function. So you just look beautiful. You don't need to show all the little exactly. technical things, but it literally shows up as a beautiful coat. You could wear anywhere, anywhere. You doesn't if you can dress it up, dress it down, or you unveil a zipper in the back and the front, and it covers you and your saddle in the rain, and you're fully like covered. And it's so beautiful, it's so elegant, and it's chic and fashionable. Yes. And so we find, you know, that you don't have to be a rider to wear it. And no. I, took it, I took it to the UK. Well, I am. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. We have lots in common. We have lots. We have to, I'm coming up to skiing. Vancouver because you know I usually get into British Columbia for the snow for this powder skiing. Mm. But I do have on my bucket list uh, come horseback riding with you. So that's going to happen. Be fun. <laughs> so from an entrepreneur's you know story story point of view, I really just said, okay, where in the world do you go if you want to see? the who, who brands that are out there. And that's what you need to do. You need to understand what does the marketplace look like? Mm-hmm. Figure that out before you get there and get influenced by it. Yep. Um, set up a small booth at BETA, which is the British Equestrian Trade Association in 2011. Yep. And went with the all weather rider, actually entered it into a fashion show in a contest, like just crazy. Like that's who does that? Out. You're just going out with one product and it won most innovative rider apparel of the year. Okay. My husband looked at me and thinking, you're starting another business, aren't you? And I'm like, yes, I am going to start another business. <laughs> so, so yeah. And that's, so we're in 2011. So we're into our 11th year. And that year I was pregnant with my third child. So as you very well know, Heather, you know, as a female, a woman entrepreneurs, we just have to fit it all in. Yes but I didn't let it stop the dream, the dream train, you know, we just, but you get, you, you learn what you give up that you're okay with giving up. You can't, you know, to have what you feel is important 
to you. Yes. Yes. Because I, I want to, I want to stop pause on that for a second because two things stand out to me so, so much. And one is, is that don't ever let anyone as an entrepreneur put you in a bucket. Don't ever let anyone put you in a box. You are, you know, capable of innovation in any way, shape or form. And Mm -hmm. so Noelle started a uniform business. She saw a niche. Then she found a passion and a purpose in that passion and started a whole other business, which is completely different on one level, other than the, the clothing fabric side of it, you know, cutting and sewing but started a completely, and then we're going to tell you about another idea that she had and jumped right into it. So I just want people out there never to feel like you can only do one thing or you have to complete something. Sometimes it's, you know, you say, I, I, I'm going to abandon this and move for to another idea too. You know, you right. had two successful ones and then we're going to talk about a third, but the other thing that I want to mention is, so Noelle has three kids. She just told you that she was uh, pregnant with her third when this was happening. And there's a myth out there that, we as women are told all the time that we can't have it all. You know what I mean? And don't try to have it all and don't. And I, first of all, the have it all is like such a kind of gross overstatement. You know what I mean? But the other thing is, is that as a working woman who chooses to have a family, chooses to have a relationship, we can have it all. Mm-hmm. We can balance it all and we can make that happen. And you're a perfect example of that. I'm an example of that, but I want to talk to you. I want you to talk to the listeners about it because it comes from a passionate place for you. And I want you to yeah. share that with them. You know, I guess instead of the question, we always ask ourselves, why? Yeah. I say, why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? And you go in, if, if you have a partner in life, you may or you may not have a partner in life. If you want children, you may or may not want children. Yeah. Starts with us. It tra- starts with us knowing a what we want. Like we design clothing, but we design our lives in a way not not in a fluffy way. We make choices that make room for the life we want to experience, not the tangible things. The life we want to experience, and to do that, I think as especially as females, the toughest part is learning to set boundaries, healthy boundaries for ourselves, healthy boundaries for the people in our lives. You know, one thing my husband and I uh, went into this relationship, we've been together for almost 20 years. And we said, you know, I'm not responsible for your happiness. You're not responsible for mine. We, we love each other. We, we, we support each other. We embellish each other's lives but it's not a codependency. Yeah. Amen. It's, right. Like, I it's mean, amen. Like, it's like push pause on that for a second because I mean, that's just like years of therapy she just did for you guys, because that's what happens. And we are as people conditioned to try to find our happiness in someone else or something else when we have everything we need inside of us. And so I love that you said that because a lot of times what happens in relationships for those people that are in relationships is the minute you marry what changes is the, the the love turns into a dependency. Now you have an expectation of that person because you just made it like a partnership, especially when you're having children and there, or maybe yeah. creating a business together, together or whatever. So what you just said is brilliant and so important to remember. And it's a simple idea, but a lot of people don't do it. So will you repeat it again, what you said? about happiness. I just, I, mean, I, I could repeat it for Let's you. Let's hope I can. Let's hope I can. I have a terrible memory, but yes, when you, when you come into a relationship, Lindsay and I would say, you know, you are responsible for your happiness. I am responsible for my happiness, showing up 
for my happiness, knowing what I want, asking for what I want, being transparent, what do I, what I want? And it takes away that expectation that, you know, I have to carry your load or you have to carry my load. Right. It's just, it transforms the dynamics. And when you're busy as parents are busy in your business, it's a multidimensional life all day, every day. Yes. And it's a question of what do I need to get done? What do I want to get done? Who can help me get this done? (laughs) Don't you find that? Like you're saying, I got to get all this stuff done. Who can help me get done? Who's the best person at this time to help me get that done? And then we just don't treat it any differently in our, in our marriage. And because, you know, we have family, we have a lot of responsibility. It's a multidimensional life. You know, we can't just stop work to, we are always a little bit of everything. Aren't, aren't we Heather? Yes, we are. And it's so true. Like you're, you're, you know, finding your happiness, you know, and being responsible for your own happiness is so important. Asking for help when you need it. Um, knowing that you're not alone, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And because what happens when we don't resentment happens and then we get angry. You know, we're walking around yeah. a lot of angry people walking around. Yeah. So, you know, and why? Because an expectation failed, you know, there was an expectation that failed. You're frustrated because you didn't get something you wanted. Right. Yeah, so and true. so when we put that on other people to give us what we want, we're going to constantly be in a pattern of being unhappy because, or angry or frustrated because we're, the expectation isn't met. So I love this, not only as a relationship tool, but really as an entrepreneur tool, you have to know what you want and own your own, own your own idea and know that you're the one that's going to make it tick. But you also have to lean on people and find people that are going to help you get it there. And so that is important for everybody to think about in all walks of life, in all relationships. I think if you remember what instigated that entrepreneurial idea. If you, if you can just keep yourself back centered to that moment yes, and not get swayed by the noise out there, because there's lots of noise. I mean, more noise in this generation than there's ever been. Yes. But you know, I often, some people will say, okay, where do you get your inspiration from? Sometimes I answer honestly to say, I don't know. I don't know. It just comes inside. Well, who do you follow? And, and, you know, where did you get those? I, I say, honestly, if I start to do that, I will get off my path. Yep. I will get off my path. Yep. So you found something for anybody listening. You found something you're passionate about. It takes passion to get you over the finish line. You better be passionate about it because I'm straight, honey. <laughs> I love that. But I mean, you got to work hard. You got you it. That you love, you're going to work at it all day long. I always say it's only a job. If there's someplace else you'd rather be. Feeling young at heart, it's a good thing. But facing the issues many Americans over 50 face is something else. AARP is a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization dedicated to empowering people to choose how they live as they age. AARP is the largest advocacy group for people over 50, working hard to fight for affordable health care, lower prescription drug prices, and to protect Social Security and Medicare. AARP advocates for you and offers financial and job resources, fraud protection help, and information on joining local volunteer groups and much more because AARP knows we've got decades of good living ahead. Now, some of you listening may have thought AARP was just for old people. Well, let us rethink that definition of being old because AARP is for me and for you. And membership benefits come at very little cost. And they include things like discounts on thousands 
thousands of hotels nationwide, exclusive insurance plans covering everything from health and home to pets and autos. Members enjoy access to hundreds of benefits, discounts, and social programs. And the AARP Now app gives us instant access to news and events in our communities. Try the benefits for yourself. Go to aarp.org slash in my heart to join for just $12 for your first year with automatic renewal. You'll get a second membership for free, plus AARP, the magazine, and a free gift. That's aarp.org slash in my heart. Wouldn't it be great if choosing how you feel was as easy as picking a song on your phone? Tap a button to feel energized without any caffeine. Tap a button to feel relaxed when you're stressed. When I heard that a wearable device called Happy lets you change how you feel, I didn't believe it, so I had to try it. Happy works by delivering signals to give you the same sensations as caffeine, alcohol, and melatonin without any of those chemicals or side effects. Signals are a song only your body can hear. They're made by Happy to replicate the unique magnetic signatures of popular everyday ingredients. Just by switching the signal on your phone, you change how you feel. Using signals to boost my energy instead of that third cup of coffee or increasing my focus when I need to crank out some work. They even have signals for getting deeper, more restful sleep. I've been using my Happy to prepare me for meditation and to lull me to sleep. Happy's backed by decades of research, plus it has a 365-day guarantee. That's right. You can try it for a whole year. So give Happy a try, and you're going to love it as much as I do. Order today, and you'll save 25% and get 90 days of free access to all their signals. Take advantage of their 365-day guarantee today. Go to happy.com slash in my heart. That's H-A-P-B-E-E dot com slash in my heart to save 25% on your order. Happy.com slash in my heart. Now back to my show. You said something about living the life you want to live. Yeah. Not the life that's tasked with, you know, one plus one equals two. And then I got to go there living the life you want to live. And I think that we, uh, as, as humans, as people is that we get sucked into living the life somebody else wants us to live or Mm -hmm. the life that we think people think we should be living or the life that we think we should be, but not really listening to the inner voice. Yeah. And so your inspiration, I can tell you where your inspiration comes from. It comes from purpose. It comes from mm-hmm. passion. It comes from idea. You're an idea person and you see a white space. And when you do it, you do it five stars. I Thank mean, you. your clothes, your every single thing that you touch is five stars. And, you know, right down to your pedicure bowl, which is one of your mm-hmm. other great ideas and mm-hmm. very successful businesses. So you know, it's, it's about the sacrifices and it's about the setting of boundaries. Right. And let's talk about those two things. So first believing in yourself, owning your happiness, asking for help, you know, staying scrappy, Mm -hmm. but then we got to set boundaries, right. For, uh, cause women, cause I, I had to do that and I'm still not that good at it, but I'm getting a lot better. We're all struggling with that. And, and you yeah. also said that in order to have it all, we make sacrifices, but that's a choice, right? Sure because is. yeah, then it's, it's like, I made the choice to do this. So therefore it was my choice. So let's talk a little bit about that. Cause it's very important. We always talk about empowering others and we never talk about empowering ourselves. Right. Right. 
that's a, that's a tough one. Like Heather, we, I think as women, we are born with this little button attached to our back that says, I feel guilty. I couldn't be there. Or I feel guilty. I couldn't do all five things at the same time. And it's like, that sabotage is everything that we could be and everything that we do do. And it can come down to, I don't have time to go take my dog for a walk, or I couldn't get out to the barn to ride my horse. And who was driving me bananas? I would always feel like bad mommy, bad mommy moment, like that bad mommy moment. We need more women talking about this because it is what gets in our way. So talking about boundaries, it's like some of the boundaries have to be our own boundaries for ourselves and like checking in with ourselves, time to check in with ourselves, give ourselves permission to say, I really want to do that, but I'm taking it on and I'm sort of feel like I'm failing myself. I need to stop it. I need to put it aside. It could be done 10 years from now, if that's important to me, give yourself permission to not have to be superwoman all the time yes. because we can't be successful being superwoman at everything. A hundred percent. And also what comes with that is you always feel like you're apologizing. All the time. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't get that done. I'm sorry. Oh. I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, no. I'm sorry. And it's like, we apologize for things all the time that we don't need to apologize for. I find. And then I also, I remember when I was in that place mm-hmm. that, you know, I was really not setting the boundaries and I, and I, I would feel bad. Like if I was sitting down, for example, the, the dishes had to be done and I was just sitting down for a second to gather my thoughts. My husband would walk in there. I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. The dishes aren't done. I, I'll get I'll get them on, on them just a second. And he would say, what are you talking about? I was creating a problem for myself. He's like, I don't get, you can, for me, you can leave the dishes in the sink all night. I don't even care. I can wake up to him. I can't, I'm too OCD. I, I got to do it. But I started to put these pressures on myself that mm. were just, they were invisible pressures. I made them up for myself. You know what I mean? True. It's so true. You know, pedicure balls, what was happening in 2005, we were like, you turn on the news and you know, some of entrepreneurs greatest ideas just come from listening. And there were reports on CNN about, you know, staff infections happening at spas because of all these piped bowls, you know, big thrones you sit on and and recirculating really dirty water. And it wasn't pretty. Yuck, yuck. Anyway, I, I thought that's crazy. So if you think from a, how do I solve this problem? Purpose-driven design is endless. Like uh, my team are like, okay, just pause, pause, wait, wait. Because I see so many opportunities. There's just, we could do that. We could do a better design that would solve so many things. So in pedicure bowls, it was really random, right? But like I went from apparel, I've got factories. I mean, I've got the capacity to, to do apparel all day, whatever kind of apparel we want to do, um, to going into injection molds and manufacturing, you know, resins and coppers and doing, uh, pedicure bowls. But what the surprise for me in pedicure bowls was that I didn't realize when we started that business in 2005 uh, was how much, again, back to women, how much it was empowering women from yeah. all walks of life. Yeah. You have the ability to go start a small business of their own. And today I would say that really drives me. Like, obviously we work with designers and architectural firms and do, you know, beautiful bowls for interior spa spaces. And and that of course is super exciting and and a lot of fun, but speaking to women um, that have been able to create an income from themselves, like other entrepreneurs, that's pretty cool. That's really cool. So making it, they drive 
us to think about ways to make it easier for them to get out and, um, you know, create a revenue for themselves, be independent. Your company is a reflection of you. So that's why you do all these things from, you know, the next generation in uniform concepts to sanitary pedicure bowls, to equestrian apparel, to just beautiful luxury women's apparel, to you designed for the summer Olympics for mm. in Rio, right? The Rio yeah. summer Olympics, didn't you design, or maybe just for one, yeah. I don't know if you did for one tip, but you did the equestrian team, the Canadian the whole equestrian, equestrian team. team. Yeah. That was, that was a thrill. That was awesome. So yeah. Fun. So your, so that pursuit is contagious. You know what I mean? That pursuit of trying to find these niches and the ways that you can do it is contagious. And that's really what I want to come through to these entrepreneurs with you is, is that you at the top, you lead by example and you've made sacrifices and you've made choices and you have gone into businesses that are totally different from one another. You know what I mean? But you've also set boundaries and you've learned to say no, you've learned to ask for help. You know, you know, it takes a team, you know, it takes a village because you're raising up a business and you're raising up a family. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I I think you've garnered international acclaim for that. I mean, you know, when you said something actually earlier and I really, this really resonated when I met you was there is a life to be lived outside of the box and all the rules that either university or school or life has taught us gives you this connection to people to be really able to hear the things they're not saying. People don't tell you everything that they're thinking. They don't. So if you, when you talk about lead by example, I think the greatest gift we can give this next generation that are might be working for us is to teach them to stay connected to their heart. When they're after their careers, they put these artificial big things and how do you really think you get there? You really get there by the day-to-day connecting with people that want to be with you, that are aligned with your values. Values have become really important these last two years. Not so easy for entrepreneurs and company owners to navigate because you still need to stay true to your brand. You still need to, you can't get on a bunch of bandwagons, but you need to know yourself. You really need to know yourself. Yes. I think the young, the, the, you know, we're almost all female in our company. We have only two male. I say lucky males. They're great guys, but we always have to think about, you know, they're the oddball. They're the guys that we have to really think how do what we do impact them. And, right. and are we inclusive? So we're on the opposite side of the pendulum, right? Right. It's about being super real. I, I don't lead with a very corporate like um, mentality that puts too much structure in place. Yeah. There's structure, we're organized. I mean, we're run properly. The beauty is that people actually feel like they're coming to a place where they, they're, it's like family. Yes. People do more for you when you feel, when you're aligned that way. Yes. With a few drops of feels under my tongue, I know I'll experience the calming difference within minutes. Feel CBD is a better way to feel better. CBD is a safe and natural method for me and my family. We use to help relieve pain, balance out nervousness, and aid in sleeplessness without any harmful side effects. CBD isn't about what you feel. It's about what you don't feel. New to CBD? No problem. Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. The Feels customer service team is dedicated to making sure you get the best use of your CBD. 
Feels gets delivered directly to your door and joining the Feels monthly membership makes your self-care easy. Save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. Start feeling better with Feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash in my heart and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash in my heart to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash in my heart. Now back to my show staying connected to your heart that you said, I mean, that is like such the most important thing because of the generate, the selfie generation and fake lives on social media and, you know, really looking, keeping up with the Joneses. I mean, that's just blown yeah. up, you know, compared to when we were growing up, yeah. you know, for like something like with my child. And so I don't want people to get anybody who's an entrepreneur starting a new business already in business to get caught up in that corporate mentality. You never did that. I never did that. No, you know, I let, there was never anything corporate about any of my businesses, nor is there today. And I, I don't follow it because I think what happens is corporations don't care about people. They care about money. And what you and I are saying to everybody is you got to care about people and then the money will come. Yes. And when you talk about a local business, a big corporate guy or a big, you know, hedge fund or something like, well, if you're not talking corporate, then that means you're talking local. When you say things like local, that means little money to me, but that's not the truth. In fact, if you start local, you can turn into something global, but you could have little local mom and pop shops all over the, you know, the world. Right. But there's still local shops. So you can build the business that you want. You can build it. If you like corporate, go for it. I'm not saying it's just not Mm -hmm. my lane Mm -hmm. and it's not Noel's lane, Mm -hmm. but I think it's the most important advice. And I think that you, and thank you for your compliment to me, you just lead by such pure example of being authentic to yourself and your success is unquestionable. And I'm okay if we fall on our face. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that. But your question, I mean, we have children, uh, similar ages and how do we navigate this overexposure part? As entrepreneurs, and then just maybe pivot this just a little bit to, I actually think this is a great time because we just went through a decade of the influencers were celebrity media. And today, the most powerful influencers today are UGC, user-generated content. People that authentically love your product and use it every day and would love to show up on your feed, on your Instagram feed because they align with you. And you were, we're actually seeing this metamorphosis of who, who influencers are today. Yes. So I think this more aligns with you and I, you know, it more aligns with, okay, that feels better to me. Would, would I allocate, you know, of course the Kardashian, you know, world it's, it's legit. It's big. They are big business people that have done amazing things with their corporations. There's no poo-pooing that part. Yep. It's understanding what is scalable, what is sustainable, and that is not sustainable for your business because in the era of what's, you know, social media and all this exposure, it comes with the good and the bad. You align yourself with somebody that did something, oh, oh, maybe not fits quite in with your demographic. You could go just as quickly down as you went up thinking that that was the right way for you to promote your business. So user-generated content today, it's, a, it's affordable, it's authentic. I highly recommend entrepreneurs dial into that as much as they can. 
and it's cost effective. You're not paying loads and loads to have people that really don't care about your product, just want to pay for it. And sometimes that makes sense to do that too. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And for children, that's why we, we keep, try to keep our kids busy, too busy to be on those damn things all the time. I mean, it's impossible. I I'm it's impossible, but I mean, it's impossible. It's, just, it's impossible. I saw, I posted today a video that a friend sent me and it's so great. It's two little kids and they're eating in the, and it, I mean, it's just so my, my, my situation. I could see my son doing it. the one, this, the boy who's older is on his phone, but he's eating while he's on his phone, you know, and yeah. his kid's sister's a baby and she's sitting next to him and she's eating too. And he's got, he's, they're eating with chopsticks and she takes the last bun and he's not looking and he fishes in the bowl for the bun with the chopsticks, but he can't find it. So she sees he's fishing for it. She drops it back in and his chopsticks catch it and he dunks it in the sauce without even blinking an eye off of his phone and puts it in his sister's bowl. So we are distracted today and we're going to live life distracted. We're not, we're multitasking. You know, I know the brain can only do like one thing at a time, but it could quickly shift, mm -hmm. you know, in a millisecond, it could shift to the next thing. So we are going to be distracted, but we have to be present. That's what that video was for me. Even though we're distracted in life, we have to be present with those people in our faces, yeah. not uh, just on the machines and, and, and make that connection. And so, you know, yeah. a, a perfect example of that is you made connections with people through uniforms. You made connections with people through beautiful equestrian. You made connections with people through safety and sanitizing and making a, a pedicure bowl that was going to be safe for people mm -hmm. and beautiful, of course. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that looking into people's eyes again and being present, even when we're distracted is a message that I am like really passionate about since that video, because, and, and then the little sister kisses her brother, you know? No, I know. Right. It's, it's a little I bit know. of that, right? It's like I fishing know. for the bowl, you know, something in the bowl and realizing someone else is at the table hungry and not making it all about me or my phone or being distracted. So multitasking yeah. is more present, I think, than it ever has been. How do you think the pandemic has impacted that? How, like, how do you think that's impacted? I think in two ways. So either people have gotten lost in social media or people have gotten found through coronavirus and, and understanding that home, what's important, you know what I mean? Home communication, interpersonal relationships, not so much you know what I mean? The selfie. I think obviously I, I love phones and I agree with you. I think it's an exciting time. I think it's a pendulum shift and, you know, good and bad. They come hand in hand kind of thing. Mm -hmm. If there's something good, there's always going to be something negative. I'm not, I'm not of the thought that like computers are killing us or anything like that. I do think that there's a shift. And I think that social media and the pandemic in a way for me, I think there was too much, too much, too much, too much. I'm very spiritual, as you know. Yeah. So for me, this was the universe, like the, the pandemic telling everybody, pardon my French, but it's perfectly good at English to sit the fuck down. That's right. Sit the fuck down for pay a attention. Yeah, pay attention and look what's happening to the world. Look what's happening yeah. to our environment. Look what, look how we're fast. We're going, look how we're not in contact with each other. So I think that the good that's come out of, aside from obviously the terrible, terrible loss that people have suffered through it, uh, you know, I think the good in it is remembering the connection yeah. and is so important and being home is, is a good thing. Yes. Amazing. 
Can we talk about ego? Yes, please. Because for me, that was a big takeaway through through COVID. Yeah. You know, as entrepreneurs, we we're you know business owners. We have we have this vision of what success looks like. Whether that's you know you built your own big office building, you you know these certain milestones you seem to we all want to attain. Yes. I can tell you my personal experience. You know, I finally, you know, designed my own my own space, had my own big office spaces, etc. Nobody could have ever told me, convinced me that I over 24 hours would have ever just closed my office and moved home. My ego would have been like, Whoa, did I just fail? Epic fail at something? Did I like was that an epic failure? And yet. I could not be more grateful for the opportunity to reset my life. Like I started off working from home for so many years, having babies at home to then, you know, Oh, I got it. You know, we're too big of a company. We need to this big office. We're in this office space to being forced to go back home. I've never felt more balanced, Heather, working from home. Like, I'm so glad that you brought this up because you literally gave oh. me goosebumps all over my body when you said that, that when you talked about ego, because when the pandemic hit, and I know this happened to a lot of us, I bet the first feelings were the ego got in the way and you're like, how could I put this is like, how, how am I, I closing this new office? Like all that stuff until you had time to sit with it and really focus on what was important. And you were yeah. able to push the ego. The ego loves to make us think all these terrible things. Yeah. So you, you push that away. And I suffered from my worth when, you know, I was doing everything by myself. I mean, I always had teams of people around me and now all of a sudden I was home. I was alone. I was trying to figure out, I didn't have conference calls every day. I wasn't meeting with everybody. I didn't, I wasn't booked from eight to eight. Imagine. You know what I mean? And Imagine. I, and yeah. I took a blue eye, my ego. I had a hard time with it for a minute. I was trying to find my balance until mm-hmm. I let go. I let go of the ego. I let go of all that worry about what other people were thinking. And I focused on my happiness. And I'll tell you, the truth of the matter is I designed my life, quote unquote, to be home at my kids at, with my kids at this time. I wanted to have a business that was successful, that was earning income while I was sleeping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Things like that so that I could be present, certainly through the teenage years with my, my kids. Yeah. And one day I woke up and I said, you got exactly what you wanted. You didn't come through it the way you were going to, you thought it wasn't the path that you thought you would take to come through it, but I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. When would life ever given us this one and a half years, two years to no. just, that would just never would ever have happened. Never, and we, uh, as a whole world. So how's the world changing? I think the impact, and you know, you mentioned something about, about, you know, mother earth. Like Mother Earth got a break. She did. Got a bit of break. She got a bit of a break. And for all that goodness we saw, these things, all these, you know, things flourishing and fish coming back and waters cleaning and air cleaning. Just take a pause. And so it shows us as human beings that we are over consuming, we are overdoing. And we just need to take pause, live in the moment and be grateful for the small things. And you know what I mean? And not have to push beyond, you know, it, menopause. That was another thing. Oh, like to can we have another session on that? Oh my God. Yeah. You know, the brain fog, you know, it's real. Yeah. 
I will lose, I will lose a train of thought in two seconds. That never used to happen to me, no, but no, instead no. of beating myself up over it, I accept it. I laugh at myself. Talk so about it. I was going to say on my podcast and when I remember, I'll call you. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. women definitely go through different things. Yeah. Different. We, we, we have to sort through certain, I think there's more support out there because people are more willing to talk about it. Like That's when, it. you know, you're just, we talk about it now, like whatever, I don't care who's really listening. It's just part of life. There is more support out there. Like think yeah. about all of the awareness on mental health that has come through this pandemic. Oh, you know what I mean? People who are really suffering in silence now have a, a, so many places to go. You know yeah. what I mean? So much time for that interpersonal. Oh, I remember uh, one of the things I was going to say is uh, my shopping channels, like, you know, where you yes. go into studio they've announced many of them. They're not going back into studio. So that whole business model has changed. Yes. And so I think we're going to see a lot of shifting in that where people mm -hmm. aren't going to be in that corporate kind of like rat race where you can make a choice and you can run your own life and, and I think, and run your own business. And I think that that's, what's very exciting today for entrepreneurs. Oh, so, so cool. Actually, yeah. you know, the one change we did, we, we've been a company that has been taking steps towards sustainability for many years, not talking about it because it wasn't necessarily the in thing to talk about even when we started talking, we started doing nope. it. In 2021, January of 2021, we, we made a dis big decision for asthma equestrian for our equestrian brand. And we had been in, you know, retail outlets for many years across Canada, Europe, Japan, all over the place. Yeah. And we took a bold move and said, we're going to back away from wholesale. We knew we would take, you know, up to a 50% drop in sales first year. Yeah. We were prepared for that to take control of our brand and take control of our values. And instead of producing these collections season over season that are being driven by your, your wholesalers, your retailers. Yeah, the wholesaler tells you how many SKUs you have to yes. have and all and the then, color assortments and all this stuff, yeah. which is inventory, which kills. <laughs> which kills. And then there's these people that are making decisions for your business and you lose touch with your customers. So yes. my, my takeaway from that is go big. If you want to go big, make sure you have control over how you get there. Make sure you have control how you get there. And the, the fallacy behind growing big, again, depends how you measure big, but it is there, it's no longer just us managing our businesses. And when we start seeing other people getting involved in our businesses in order to take the business to the next level, find somebody outside your circle that can advise you. That's there for just you yeah. because we will make mistakes we will think that somebody knows more than we do because they're specialized in an area of that business yep. that you're not. Yep. And don't think for a minute they have something that you don't have, which is going to get you over the finish line. You have to believe in yourself at that pivotal moment in your business when you are ready to scale up. We all think and we're all told you need to add this person, this person, this person, and this person in order to get there. And I've done it. I'm yep. sure you've done it. We've had the conversation. We've had actually. the conversation, yep. haven't we? We have. And just don't lose control of your vision and your and your and your 
your vision. Don't lose control your vision. Yeah, because guess what? You were right. Because the whole retail with with what you did, removing wholesale as being the one of the dynamic forces and moving into you know your own direct to consumer, and that is changing for the world now. I mean, the way we shop is never going back to the way it was. I mean, online presence is just so huge and successful and exciting. You know, shopping from Instagram pages, you know, finding again, algorithms that send you things that kind of work for you. You know what I mean? Instead of trying to find it in a department store. So I think that, you know, there'll be a a new metamorphosis for retail too. It will come, but right now here we are. And so if you had hired a bunch of specialists, my guess is that most of them would have told you you're nuts and not to do it because other people are also in fear right? Or they've seen it happen before, but you knew what was best for your business and you knew what your business could handle. And that is such an important message. I love that. Thank you. We know that's, I think it's an important lesson I've certainly learned is, you know, brought in people that have come in from big, big corporations or private equity and they come in and they're talking a language you might not be familiar with. And you think that's impressive. And hmm, that must be, that must be what I need. Just That's right. Help. It's just not. Which brings me to because you know I could talk to you for two hours and I know we've got to we've got to end it. But I want we talked about like it can feel lonely at the top sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know you're up there and you're trying to figure everything out and you're trying to make all these decisions and you know you are the leader. So we've got to find freedoms outside of that, right? We've got to find things that feed our souls, that nurture us outside of being a leader and making all the decisions and making sure everybody else is happy and everything's running. And sometimes we don't take care of ourselves. And we talked about that self-care a little bit and empowering self. So how do you find your freedoms? How do you, how do you reconnect, you know? Um, and I know you're not lonely and I'm not lonely, but you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, well, I'm guilty in the, in the exercise department. I just never car. I went through a period after having children, you know, we had a personal trainer come into the office twice a week, train everybody in the office to make sure we were all getting, you know, activity and, and spending time. It's for me about the quiet time. I am ritualistic with my skincare, which means twice a day. I wake up in the morning. It shows because you glow, girl. Thank (laughs) you, you too. But it's that time more than that. It's about that time just to just have with yourself. Not my phone, not my kids, not my husband, not my animals, nothing. Just 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes a night. Always have a bath. I have time to reflect with no possibility to have a phone in the bathtub with me. So like just really just carving out rituals. So, and... I've actually also found immense, immense, you know, grounding from making sure you keep your relationships with your girlfriends strong, yes. your, your network strong, like stay grounded, yes. have real conversations, let the barriers go. You, you know, you're, it's vulnerable. You feel vulnerable when you do it. Like even, you know, for us to say some of the things we want to say on the show, um, but that's true connection and you got to be willing to go there. Hundred percent. Oh my God. Well, my beautiful friend Noel, I just for those people who may not follow you already or know of your brands, can you tell everybody where they can seek you out and find you and keep but, following you because you got so much good stuff. Thanks. Thank you. Well, if you are interested in, in equestrian inspired fashion, go to asmarequestrian.com. 
If you have a friend that's in the spa or the medical industry, go to noelasmaruniforms.com. And if you want to have a petty party with your girlfriends, you go to pedicurewalls.com <laughs> and you'll find yeah, just an array and just pop us a message. If you got questions, check us out. Um, yeah, we're, we're still on a train of a lot of innovation and some really exciting things coming out this oh, year. Oh yeah, you are one to watch. There is no question about it. Do you have an Instagram that people can follow you on? Sure do. I would go to asmarquestrian. Each, each brand has its own Instagram account. If you want to follow me personally, it's Noel. Well, I love you so much. Thank you so much. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. This is in my heart. Be sure to download and subscribe and keep following along. Noelle Asmar will be back. There's no doubt about it. And we'll be back at you with a new episode next week. Thanks so much for listening. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.